You break your hip and then you fall. You don't fall and then you break your hip. The more muscle tissue we have, the less likely we are to fall or break our hip. What's up, lovely ladies? Dr. Emily Kybert here with Thyroid Strong Podcast. I am a chiropractor, a mama to Elvis in Brooklyn, and I have Hashimoto's, but it's currently in remission. On this podcast, I share simple, actionable steps with a little bit of tough love on how to lose that stubborn weight, get your energy and your life back, and finally learn how to work out without burning out, living with Hashimoto's. All right, lovely ladies, Dr. Emily Kybert here. Today, we are going to talk about why it is important to prioritize your muscle tissue. When you have Hashimoto's, I have Hashimoto's, you probably have Hashimoto's. My Hashimoto's has been in remission since 2017, even through a second pregnancy, luckily, knock on wood. And one of the things I did to help put myself into remission, other than catching it early, which 20% of women can do if they catch their Hashimoto's diagnosis early enough before there is too much destruction of their thyroid gland. Other than that, the other thing to do which I have done, is to prioritize your muscle tissue. And we're going to talk about eight reasons why you should prioritize not only muscle mass, good quality muscle mass, but also quantity, quantity and quality. Let's go. Number one, muscle is our metabolic engine. Muscle is our metabolic engine. What the heck does that mean, Em? It means when we have Hashimoto's, we get fatigued, everything slows down, right? Because we have less thyroid hormone. Thyroid hormone is required for every metabolic process in the body. It's why we get constipated. It's why our hair gets dry and brittle and falls out and our skin gets dry and we get fatigued and we don't lose weight as easily. All of these are due to a low thyroid hormone. So muscle being our metabolic engine, it helps us rev back up, gives us more energy especially when we feed it properly with proper resistance training to feed the muscle tissue, proper exercise. And when I mean proper exercise, I mean resistance training, feeding the muscle tissue. So tissue is our metabolic engine. Number two, muscle helps stabilize our joints. So not a lot of people talk about this. This is from my own observation as a chiropractor who has seen thousands of women with autoimmune conditions the majority of those with Hashimoto's, struggling with not only Hashimoto's, but also joint hypermobility, tissue laxity, ligamentous laxity, joints that are unstable. No amount of yoga, stretching, Pilates, walking, swimming, low-impact exercise is going to help stabilize those joints. I really wish it did, because I have so many women who love yoga, who love Pilates, and when I tell them to remove it from their repertoire for six to eight weeks, I feel like I'm taking their soul. But what happens is they start to resistance train, aka pick up something heavy with amazing form, put it down and do it again, and they start to feel so much better. Their joints start to stabilize. They still have tissue laxity and elements of hypermobility, which you need to remind them to not stand hanging out on the backs of their joints, overstretching their ligaments. But when you start to build the muscle tissue, there is this feeling of joint integrity, joint stability. And this can only be done with resistance training. Number three, there are re thyroid receptors in muscle tissue. There's thyroid receptors in every cell in the body. But how cool is it that you could contract your muscle under load and 
have thyroid hormone dock onto the thyroid receptor in your muscle tissue and help with the turnover of your thyroid hormones directly. You can have a direct ability, a control over that by stimulating your muscle tissue, by contracting it under load, aka lifting a weight, which could help with the turnover of your thyroid hormones. Pretty cool, hey? That only happens with muscle tissue. So their satellite cells in the muscle tissue play that important role in muscle repair and myogenesis, which is the formation of muscle tissue. So another reason to prioritize resistance training. Number four, muscle is a key factor in the quality of our life as we age. A lot of people are talking about longevity and they're talking about, oh, living a long life. Who wants to live a long life if you are frail and you need someone to take care of you? That is not a long fulfilled, fulfilling life. That is a life of being a burden. And so the more muscle tissue we have, the better longevity we have. Number five, muscles help us not waste away as we age. So this is kind of going off number four, but here's a little caveat. And this applies to when people break their hip as we age, right? So a lot of people think we fall and then we break our hip. That is not the sequence of events. The sequence of events is people break their hip at the femoral head, right where that ball, the hip is a ball and socket. The ball turns into a shaft, (laughs) the leg bone, right at that place where the ball turns into the shaft is the femoral neck. That's where the typical breaks are for a hip break. You break your hip and then you fall. You don't fall and then you break your hip. The more muscle tissue we have, the less likely we are to fall or break our hip. The less likely we are to have weak bones, right? Especially if we are tendency toward osteoporotic or osteopenic, especially through menopause as our hormones are changing, to increase our bone density. No amount of walking in Pilates is going to do that. No amount of swimming. I know lots of people as they age love to swim. Yes, it feels good to float around, but it does not increase your bone density. The only thing that increases your bone density is loading the bone, putting stress on the bone through picking up something heavy, resistance training. So if you want to have stronger bones and more muscle tissue, you got to pick up something heavy. So number five was a little bit of a caveat to number four, trailing off of aging and longevity. Number six, with Hashimoto's, it is harder for us to maintain our muscle mass, right? That hypothyroid component, having less thyroid hormone turnover from the inactive to the active form, it is harder to maintain our muscle mass. Often this looks like skinny fat or having a little extra adipose tissue on top of the muscle. So we are already having a hard time to maintain our muscle tissue with Hashimoto's. If we did just the normal Joe working out, we have to do more. And I don't mean more as in terms of harder, but we need to be smarter and we need to lift a heavier weight. There are no pink weights with a thousand reps that will lead to an overuse injury. We have to do heavier weights, lower reps, nice long rest breaks to give us proper recovery time. I also like to prioritize resistance training because cardio will break down our muscle tissue. Steady state cardio, long extended cardio. This is for the marathoners, the uh, triathletes, the ultra marathoners. Breaks down muscle tissue. I used to be one of those people. I had to let it go. Number seven, we have a tendency to have just like lesser quality tissue. This often kind of shows up in slow, deep tendon reflexes, but we need to feed the muscle tissue. There are myokines in the muscle tissue. These are proteins that get secreted when we contract the muscle. Myokines are proteins. They help regulate inflammation in the body as well as our hormones. This is 
newer research, kind of the leaders in the field are Donald Lehman, MacProf, Stu, he's great. He's been on the podcast. His Instagram handles MacProf or Mac and Prof. But our muscle secretes myokines, which is a protein that regulates the inflammatory processes in our body. Last but not least, number eight. When we have Hashimoto's, we have a slower recovery time. We have slower tendon turnover. You've heard me say this. All the tissue in the body regenerates and replenishes constantly, continuously. But it is a slower process with Hashimoto's. So we need to feed our muscle tissue. Recovery is going to be slower, but we need to stimulate muscle protein synthesis, grow more muscle, put more meat on the bone. It will give us more energy. It will help us lose weight, bring calories at rest, more calories at rest than just doing cardio, and will just make us feel better, help our pants fit better. So those are the eight reasons. Some of them are more scientific. Some of them are just more from a clinical observation and even vanity, like, hey, I want my pants to fit better. (laughs) Change in body composition. If you enjoyed this episode, go to iTunes, rate and review, leave an honest review. I love all reviews, really. Screenshot, drop it on Instagram, tag me, Dr. Emily Kybird. Share the love. The more Hashi ladies that learn how to work out without the burnout and without a Hashi flare-up, the better the world will be. All right, ladies, I'll see you next week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Go feed the muscle. Protein, resistance training. Let's get after it. If you enjoyed this episode or even learned just one new piece of information to help you on your Hashimoto's journey, would you do me a huge favor? Rate and review Thyroid Strong Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or whatever platform you used to listen in to this podcast and share what you liked. Maybe you learned something new. And if you didn't like it, well, shoot me a DM on Instagram, Dr. Emily Kybird. I read and respond to every single DM. I truly believe all feedback is good feedback, even the ugly comments. If you're interested in joining the Thyroid Strong course, a home workout program using kettlebells and weights, where I teach you how to work out without the burnout, go to dremilykybird.com forward slash TS waitlist. You'll get all the most up-to-date information on when the course launches and goes live, special deals and early access bonuses for myself and my functional medicine doctor friends. Again, dremilykyber.com forward slash TS waitlist. I hope to see you on the inside, ladies.